What's going on, guys? Welcome to Growing Up Latina. I am your host, Ali V. And as you can see, we have changed sets. So if you're listening on the audio, you, you can't see. But on YouTube, you can clearly see that we have changed the set. And my guest today is the reason why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because you actually... Right now, we have a limited time with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. For doing this. Give a warm welcome to Julissa Bermudez. <laughs> I'll clap for myself. Yes, clap. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. What brings you to NY? Um, first of all, congratulations on everything. I'm so, so excited and proud of you. I, you. You look the same, and Lord knows we've known I each look other <laughs> for a long time, and I've always Thank admired you. your hustle, the way you have this ambition about you, Thank and you. you really don't stop, which I think is, is such a beautiful thing to see, and all of this happening now is awesome. So Thank yeah, you. I absolutely made the time, and um, I'm excited to be here. I actually don't, it's so weird, and you're an interviewer, so you know. Uh-huh. I don't like being interviewed. Really? I prefer being in your seat and asking <laughs> the questions. I, it, Yeah, I never know what to do with my hands when I'm getting interviewed. I'm um, just like, so. But I'm excited to be here. So. Well, thank you for coming on the show. So you and I, we've known each other forever. Yeah. Like, we, so people don't know, but I went to high school with you. Yes. So we went to Talent Unlimited High School, mm-hmm. and... Every time I mention Talent Unlimited High School, people are like, what? What high school is that? Yeah. I it's a performing arts yeah, high school, it's guys. it's a performing <laughs> arts high school. Um, and I was a drama major. You were a yeah. drama major. So when I got in, when I was a freshman, you were, what, junior, senior? Uh, maybe, perhaps. Uh, the, I don't know. <laughs> but the cool thing with Looking you, like a freshman. Though, yes. Like. You look the same. You you <laughs> honestly look the same. Thanks. But So that skincare, girl. Yo, that skincare. <laughs> um what I remember about you from back in the day is you were always welcoming. You were Aww. very nice to me. Because you know when you meet someone that's like a little older than you, they feel like this, they have this like seniority and, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you're a freshman. You never treated me like that. Oh, oh that's nice to know. I don't so remember that much you from don't rem- high school, you, actually. You chilled with Gloria. Do you remember Gloria? Yes, of okay. course I remember Gloria. So I met you through Gloria. Yeah. And I was just like that girl that just wanted to be a part of the cool crowd. And you were in the in crowd. You were like one of the popular ones. I don't even know how I ended up in that crowd, by the way. (laughs) And it's so funny that Gloria, she was really the coolest one because she was competing in pageants. And Mm -hmm. um, funny enough, I just co-hosted the Miss USA pageant. Mm -hmm. So Gloria crossed my mind because... Um, she was competing from Miss right. New York. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Miss Teen New York and then Miss New York and all that stuff. So, wow. Yeah. Talk about throwback and yeah. memories. Do you remember, like, when you auditioned for Talent Unlimited? I do remember. And it's funny because I don't even know if people that went to school with us know this, but um, it, it ended up being um, eventually found out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my cousin was the Spanish and French teacher at Talent Unlimited. Ooh. Um, I'm like, why am I <laughs> just finding out? Ooh. Yeah, she was. Um, so my cousin. Um, Serious? Yeah, yeah. She. Wow. So she told me. Um, it's so bad because she remarried, and I don't. Now you don't remember her name. <laughs> what she? What? What name she uses now? But okay. Um, but while we were in school, she was this like. Yeah. She, oh, so wow. Basically, um, you know, you had to audition. Yes. And she ends up calling my mom. And she's like, oh, Priscilla said that you, you know, you got into the program. And I was like, really? (laughs) So then I didn't even bother going to my audition for LaGuardia because I already 
you already got I got told in advance, yeah. So for performing arts high schools, if you're not from New York City, the luxury Mm -hmm. of, which I think is such a dope thing, especially Mm -hmm. for the arts, if you aren't from here, um, you get a chance to basically go to a specialty high school. And our specialty high school Mm -hmm. was a performing arts high school. So basically Mm -hmm. in the curriculum, they included your regular classes along with your theater classes, if Mm -hmm. that was your major, dance classes, if you were a dance major, um, singing classes, if you were a singer. So it was really, I think it's so, it's so, um, it doesn't get talked about. It's so mm-hmm. uh, a topic that just doesn't get put out there of how important the arts and That's being right. able to go to a specialty, like such a blessing that we're, we grew up in a city that you can mm-hmm. go to specialty schools. I mean, my, my nephew right now, he's thinking about wanting to be a pilot and in, nice. in Queens, they have aviation high school. So yeah. I think it really does give you a taste and saves you some time in the future because a lot of people major in things that they think they want to right. be in life. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of start that journey early. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't really spark the passion that you thought it would, you mm-hmm. can move on as opposed to doing that later on in life. Right. And we all know, you know, time is precious. That's right. So I, but was I your mom like, accepting of this oh girl my mom lives vicariously through me <laughs> are you kidding me she's never been a stage mom she okay. still to this day does not know what an audition is right. the the most she ever got a taste of being on camera was when i did empire girls and because that was a docuseries yes. reality show we shot at my house with my parents so she got a little bit of a taste of that but she always gave me free range to go to the auditions she you know, really was supportive from a distance, not overbearing, because she really didn't know anything about the business, but she knew that she didn't want to hold me back. Um, when she was growing up, Latina, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. my grandmother never really gave her those opportunities because back then they just had such a stigma attached to the industry. Right, and right. You know, my abuelita was like, I know, eso nada más de drogas y esto y lo otro. Right. So she yeah. never let my mom really pursue being a model, she would get asked. I mean, my mom would enter like local little modeling things here right. and there, but she never um, really went and pursued it. She ended up working at Chase Bank, where she mm-hmm. met my dad, and then later on became a teacher for um, kids with special needs. But um, so wait, really quick, your mom and your dad—they're yes. both Dominican. Yeah. Okay. So I was born in DR. You were bo- born in DR. What part yeah. of DR? In Gasque, which is in the capital. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then when did you move to New York? I was barely two years old. Okay. So elementary, what was that like for you? Funny enough, we moved here, um, and then we ended up moving to Miami. Okay. My dad wanted to change, but my mom doesn't drive. So I went to PS89. I, I basically moved when I was getting ready to go to, like, I think it was, like, fourth fifth grade okay and that didn't really last because my mom is such a new yorker she doesn't drive and in miami you need a car to go everywhere that's right so we quickly packed our bags and came back to new york Uh and then i did um you know junior high and then high school and but back to new york in queens yeah back to new york in queens jackson heights jackson heights queens then you audition which I love that you are saying that your mom was accepting because I had the opposite. Really? So my mom, I told my, I threatened my mother. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I told my mom, mom, I don't want to go to any high school if it's not performing arts. I would rather get my GED. And she was like, mira, uh-uh. ¿Qué tú estás hablando? I'm like, yeah. I don't, like, I, I just, from a very young age, I just couldn't see myself 
going to school, studying for something that I wasn't absolutely passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I auditioned to like LaGuardia, didn't get accepted. Oh, wow. When I auditioned for Talent Limited High School, my mother spoke to Mr. Shankman, yeah, the principal, oh remember? Yes. So she spoke to the principal and, and she's like, is, my daughter's getting in, right? Like, <laughs> She's for sure getting in. And he's like, no, I so think So the she, threat's clearly yeah, running the family. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she's going to get in. And he was like, yeah. When I got the call, I was so ecstatic. Uh, but I don't come from a family, like, where anybody in my family does arts. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. But I love that your family was, like, championing you. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, I, I don't come from a family that's anyone is famous in my family. Okay. Not, I, they don't know what. They thought I made it when I was on Telemundo and Mundos. <laughs> like, they're yeah. like, oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> when you going to buy us a house? <laughs> and I was like, um, right. hmm, this is a, a very, very um, budget show, and it's yeah. new. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting the things that you learn along the way. So this is why I think it's so cool to mm-hmm. be in position to kind of pay it forward and For whatever sure. advice or kind of toolkit that you've acquired along the way mm-hmm. to, to be able to share. Um, is, I think it's nice. But I'm so glad that your mom ended up being supportive, I would imagine. Yes, yes. Okay. Now she's like, oh, my. she knows she already thought. She thinks in her mind, oh, my God, my daughter made it. I'm like, no, there's yeah. still a long way to go. Um, but in terms of like your experience with Talent Unlimited High School and specifically drama, what was that like? Because I felt like I had like a really difficult time because of my accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I wonder what was your experience like in the drama department? Well, first of all, Miss Glover and Miss Love Miss yeah, Glover. Glover. She was the best. I heard she ended up being pre- um, principal. Of Talent Unlimited? That's what I heard. I don't know who wow. told me that, but rumor That's has amazing. it. Remember, she I don't had know. the long red hair? Yes. She was um, our movement teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Hamill. Miss Hamill. Which is our drama teacher. That was our drama teacher. And Mr. Coleman? Yes. Yeah. So, Ali, I don't know if you remember or not, but in order to actually perform and, and get a chance to be in the plays, mm-hmm. you, you basically had to behave mm-hmm. and... I didn't get to perform until my senior year. Oh, my God. Because... You were bad? Yeah, I just would talk too much. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I was I apparently... And now look at you. I will never forget... That's amazing. Someone was substituting... I, I think it was for... Do you remember Ms. Bakrat? Yes, I teacher? do. Yes, so yes. someone was substituting for her. Oh, my God. And the first thing that they wrote on the chalkboard was loquacious. And they were like, that's what you are. And I said, <laughs> what'd you call me? And um, it means... Talkative. Yes, yes. So because of that reason, I actually would, I feel like I would do oh, well yeah. in the performing and yeah, in right. the, all the things that we did in theater classes, but I actually didn't get a chance to be in a production until my senior year. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh I, I would perform God. for the class, but to be in place, you, you had to um, apply yourself. And I was... Oh, my God. Yeah, my mom Julie. used to be like, w- w- when am I going to finally see you? And I'm like, oh, I, I oh think you don't God. get to perform your senior year. And I, I will admit, oh I could have definitely applied myself a lot more. I remember my mom used to see me laying out my clothes every night before you know, school. And she'd mm-hmm. be like, do I like, well, I own fashion show. And I'm like, <laughs> both. Yeah, because you do give fashion. I mean, thanks. And you've was, always given fashion. <laughs> It's like, no, I love that about you because you always gave fashion. Now the talking, I can see that, but look where you're at now in terms of like now you're hosting and you get jobs for talking, right? which is amazing. Um, What about after high school? What was that like for you? I went to BMCC 
So I graduated with my, with my bachelor's at BMCC, and then I graduated, um, no, sorry, associate's BMCC, bachelor's at Lehman College. Nice. Um, but you had, like, a different trajectory. Yes, I did. I actually did not want to go to college right after high school, and once my parents found that out, they were like, so get the wasé. They basically yeah. were like, well, what are you going to do then with this time that you want to supposedly take off? Yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to figure it out. They're like, no. So I had to apply to something mm -hmm. last minute, like basically registration for most colleges. I mean, you, they had no idea that I was up to a whole other plan. Right. And then Gloria yes. ended up applying to Five Towns College in Long Island. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, I got in. And I said, all right, I guess I'll go there then. So, so right. I applied. Mm -hmm. I got accepted. And I basically went to Five Towns College and was continuing to um, study theater. I was going to mm -hmm. get my BFA. And I did a semester and a half. And I basically left because I ended up booking a show called The Roof mm -hmm. while I was going to college. And I really had to make a decision. Was I going to continue going to school or was I going to accept the opportunity? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, the thinking behind that was, well, school's always going to be there. The opportunity may not be. Mm -hmm. And that audition was crazy. It was basically a cattle call. I don't even know why they right. called it an, an audition mm -hmm. because when I arrived, it was hundreds of people lined up. And I just kept making it from every round. They would just start... Um, getting less and less people to stay and I was just I kept going through each round of the audition and mm -hmm. the chemistry testing that they would put us with everyone and next thing I knew they offered me the job I had no idea what I was doing that's um, you know full circle moment went back to Miami mm -hmm. and was hosting my very first show on Mundos which is when Telemundo and NBC merged and basically they came out with a network catering to Latinos like us mm -hmm. where we grew up in a Spanish speaking household but we would re respond in English and we're very much influenced by pop culture urban culture all American things that are trending whatever right. it was to I guess assimilate or mm -hmm. you know it was basically balancing our culture with the culture of where we are now, where we're living in the United States of America. Right. So I always thought that the roof was very trailblazing in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one of my absolute favorite shows because I was so green, you know, the yeah, term yeah. Mm -hmm. in this industry when you really don't know what you're doing. And they, they like to call you green. Yeah. And Lord knows I was definitely that. Mm -hmm. I was like, all oh, shades green. And <laughs> I would just walk up on set, mm -hmm. all excited, like a sponge, ready to absorb everything I could learn. And literally did that for two weeks of rehearsal before I was live on national television for two hours um, hosting this show called The Roof. And I did that for a couple of years and then came back to New York and Continued to audition, then ended up on BET from BET, went to MTV from MTV. Whoa, 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 slow down there, because you just said a, a lot. But let's we're going to get into all of that. But who taught you how to do headshots, how to audition, uh, the resume that you needed in order to get these auditions? Who actually put you on to these auditions? Girls, so let you me You want to take you. a sip really quick? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. I'm like, how much time we got? <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
funny enough, I'm sure you can relate. You're Latina. Mm-hmm. You're Dominican. Yes, <laughs> yes I am. And um, my mom tells me that we're going to the Bronx to a cousin of mine's Sweet 16, a cousin I've never met. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure. Yeah. And that we have sense, many cousins. You know, we have many right? cousins. Right, right. Oh, prima. I'm like, yeah, prima, okay. All so, of a sudden, there's 16 primas exactly. that you have. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we go to the Bronx to this mm-hmm. birthday party. And my mom starts telling my other cousin, Jeronimo, mm-hmm. who was doing some acting. He was a uh, day player on soap operas. He was just in the mix. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, oh, háblale um, a Jerónimo que tú quieres ser actriz. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, well, I have this lady out of Long Island that's just been sending me to auditions. She's a viejita, but she gets me some good stuff. Mm-hmm. You should send her your pictures. Mm. I'm like, okay. So I legit, back in the day, there was a, pictures actually got printed. That's they right. didn't just live on a cloud. Nope. Um, so I took pictures the legit like, four by six pictures right and i mailed them to this lady this viejita in long island uh-huh. and i didn't hear anything and then maybe like three weeks later she says she's having auditions in the city mm-hmm. that she does that every kind of quarterly or whatever mm-hmm. she goes into the city you audition and then basically see what happens from there right mm-hmm. So I said, okay, um, her name was Donna Malo. I remember vividly. Mm-hmm. I go into the city. I remember I, I auditioned. She made me read a commercial. She's like, okay, great, I'll call you. It was one of those don't call us, we'll call you type of yeah, things. Yeah. Didn't hear anything. Then I hear from her maybe a little over a month after. She says, I have an audition for you. She gives me the information. Mm-hmm. And it was a Wendy's commercial. First commercial I ever went in. First audition. I book it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I didn't even realize how much money you can make off commercials, especially back then. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I'm like, I literally still don't know what I'm doing. I got my SAG card from that commercial. And come to find out, she ended up discovering Michelle Trachtenberg. She ended up discovering, um, gosh, what's that actor's name, that did Everybody Hates Chris. The the star, the kid. So she was Uh just discovering, uh, I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry, I forgot his name. But Mm -hmm. she was discovering people. And yeah, my cousin, I remember, I, I, he just gave me the info and it literally snowballed. Everything yeah. from there just so kind of, she sent risk. me on the mm-hmm. audition for The Roof, which was the first show I ever hosted, the one in Miami, and just kind of went from there. And she basically let me fly. Once it got to a point where other bigger agencies were interested, right. um, she said, go ahead and you know, gave me her blessing and kind of went from there. Okay. So now, now let's fast forward a little bit. So now, back in the day, back in the 2000s, we have this show that comes out. And this was the show, and for the Gen Zs that are not aware, we had like this major show that came out on BET, and I would rush home to watch it, (laughs) I remember. Um, And Fridays was Freestyle Fridays, and Mm -hmm. you would just rush home to watch like, who was going to hit that number one spot for yeah. like the top count, the top 10 countdown, right? Back the in the day ten. when people would actually watch music videos. When we would watch music videos. Um, and I'm referring to 106 in Park. Yes. And that was like a big deal. And I remember when AJ and Free made the announcement that they were no longer going to be the host. They were going to move on. Um, I actually auditioned. Oh, wow. For 106 in part. Amazing. So remember they had like that, ro- yeah. well, they, they had like a big announcement like, okay, so we're going to, you know, try everyone out. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to audition, audition. Yeah, they had an open call. They had call. an open call. Yeah. And I remember I auditioned and I 
was like, I'm going to use all my cards. At, at the time, I was interning for Damon's Ash. So oh, I was yeah. like, Damon, sit right there. We're going to shoot this audition tape for yeah. 106 Park. And that. I'm doing the whole countdown. I'm introducing Nicki Minaj's video, Bees in the Trap. Wow. Yeah, this is how back we're, yeah, we yeah. are now. And then I... You know, back in the day, you didn't have, like, an editor. You would edit your own things. Yeah. There was no iMovie. Mm-mm. So the video... No apps. Nothing. So it looked crazy. I can see why I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh you got God. it. But you got the spot. And when I... I remember when I first saw you on TV, I was like, <gasps> Julie is on! And I was so happy <laughs> for you. you. Um, what was that moment like? I it, was never supposed to host 106 in Park. What do you mean? That was not a show that I ever auditioned for. So how did that happen? So basically, long story short, so I finish up in Miami doing The Roof. I moved back to New York. And while I was um, hosting The Roof, I also did, shout out to Fat Joe, because of him, he ended up doing this Echo Red campaign. Oh my gosh, the weird, <laughs> I am aging myself right now. Jeez. No, you're not. So there was a really popular clothing brand back in the day. I I hope it resurfaces, like how everything's coming back now. (laughs) Anyway, so Fat Joe, who was the first person I ever interviewed, he said, oh, there's this girl hosting a show out of Miami. She's up and coming. Like, y'all should use her for the campaign because they were looking Mm -hmm. for one more talent to do this Echo Red campaign, which is the name of the brand. So I get the campaign. And it's, and it's in all the Vibe magazines. Again, this was when right. people would buy magazines. That's right. It mm-hmm. was in all the urban magazines. All the, I mean, it was actually in all the magazines. It was yeah. in Macy's. It was in all the stores. So I pick up Vibe magazine mm-hmm. just to see my, my ad. Mm-hmm. And next to my ad, there's an article on Free from 106 and Park. Mm-hmm. And in the article, she mentioned Stephen Hill. Mm. And he was the vice president of programming at BET, and That's I right. tell my agent, I need to meet Stephen Hill. I want to know him. He should know me, whatever, because I had just yeah. came from hosting a show in Miami. So then my agent was like, oh, they're actually having auditions. Um, you you know, I'll set you up, whatever. So I went, and I was when I say I was never supposed to host 106 in Park is because I actually was hosting an after-school show called The Student Center. Mm. And oh, yes, yes, I remember the student center. Yeah, yes. so that's the show that I basically auditioned for. Yes. That's the show they had me read for. And right. that's what I ended up doing because their host was leaving. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing that. And then they incorporated me in 106 and Park while AJ and Free were still there. Mm-hmm. They had me in the audience. Right. Kind of backstage, audience, so I would go back and forth. And then when AJ and Free left so abruptly, mm-hmm. they literally put Tigger and I to yes. host. Mm-hmm. So I never really was supposed to be in that position. So you, position. like, fell in that position. Like, it was, like, there. Like, okay. De la noche a la mañana. Yeah. From a Friday to a Monday, I was oh basically hosting now their flagship show, their biggest show. Yeah. And I had to obviously step my game up and, yeah. Were you nervous? Like, now oh, you yeah. were, like... I mean, looking back at it now, for sure, I was, like, 80 pounds soaking wet. I'm, like, you know, <laughs> literally <laughs> just bopping around mm-hmm. young and excited to be there first latina ever on 106 in park yeah 
That was major. Yeah, it was really cool because I got a chance to see people in the audience that would actually watch me. A lot of people think my first hosting job ever was BET, but I already had done The Roof, and I saw a lot of Latinos now starting to be in the audience, like, oh, we used to watch you on The Roof. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just thought to myself, wow, I don't think BET ever realized how much hip-hop um, Latinos love hip hop culture, mm-hmm. love the music, and how heavily influenced Absolutely. we are by the music and the genre. And particularly for me, I grew up with three older brothers, and they taught me all about hip hop. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know about West Coast rap until one of my brothers, who was obsessed with Tupac and mm-hmm. N.W.A. and Dre and all. Like, yeah. I didn't even know anything about the difference between hip hop in different regions of the yeah. country and cuz I you know I'm from New York so I'm yeah. just thinking <laughs> New York yeah and yeah it was it was nice to be able to represent in a way um, being latina on BET yeah and now next year marks the 50th anniversary of hip hop what would you say is like the most memorable moment for you during that time during 106 in Park ooh like your favorite hip hop moment. Okay, well, this moment actually went viral before I guess viral was really a thing. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget, we were in Harlem and we basically took 106 and Park to Harlem for the week mm. and did a big Mission Impossible set. Yeah. Because we had the stars of Mission Impossible coming on, mm. and that included Tom Cruise. Love that. And love that. that moment, I'm sh- if you guys watched or know yeah. the moment I'm referring to, is when we taught Tom Cruise how to do the young jock. No. Yeah. Stop. The dance. I gotta, the clip. Dance. I gotta insert clip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh Stop. yeah. It was. It, it was a moment that. Yeah. It, and and the reason why I love that moment is because you could really see how massive the show was mm-hmm. for not just the culture, but how blending of mainstream. I mean, this was a blockbuster movie yeah. with A-list celebrities that were coming on our show mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. on BET yeah. to promote because they understood the influence of that. Yeah, that was a major moment. And I could imagine Tom Cruise doing the young jack. I can't. And then I ran into him years later. To and I don't know if he was just being extra kind, but he, he said that he remembered. No. I mean, did you was, ask him to do it again? I didn't because we <laughs> ran, I ran into him at I a restaurant like in LA. Bro, oh, yeah. LA is such a trippy place to live. Like, is you will it? see the biggest stars and A listers just getting like coffee just and, yeah, at a restaurant. When did you move to LA? Almost 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, it, it, like? it went by so fast. At first, I hated it. Why? I just, the lifestyle was different. I felt out of place. Everything was, I ended up getting my license, thank God, because, you know, New York, everybody just gets their permit. Train, that's yeah. it. We don't even, <laughs> if, if you get your if permit. If you get your permit. If you get your permit. But I ended up having to get a license because, my member, remember, my first hosting job was in Miami, yeah. so you needed to drive. Um, so it was just driving everywhere. And the traffic. Traffic. And mm-hmm. just, it was a different lifestyle. And the people and people from all over. And then it switched. I am now obsessed with LA and I love it. And but I love it because back, of though. the lifestyle. Yeah, yes, but you I always do. come back. I do. But what is it about the lifestyle that you love? Is it 
what is Girl. it? Is it the food? Is it like what is it? I'm just trying to understand. It is just different. I much rather be stuck on tra in traffic <laughs> on the 101 or the 405 because that's all people do is throw out numbers of highways <laughs> right, right. Uh, in LA because it's I'm in my own bubble as right. opposed to the hustle and bustle of New York City. Right. It the quality of life is just so different. I hike. I spend time outdoors. I, I never this. feel like I'm rushing and trying to catch up with myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt a lot of that in New York. Yeah. So the goal is definitely to be a lot more back and forth and by coastal. But, you know, I always say, because everyone always tells me that you have to move to L.A., you have to move to L.A., and I'm always like, why? They're like, it's slow pace. And I'm like, well, why would I want that? Right. Like, why? Mm. And they're like, no, trust me. When you get older, you girl. Can make it, <laughs> if you can make it in New York, you're definitely going to make it in L.A. Yeah. So I wonder now with the hustle and bustle and just the mentality overall in New York, like, it's because New well, York, you can have the New York hustle thing. in L.A., right. yeah, you're definitely going to stand out and you're going to, you're definitely going to succeed. Yeah. Um, but to get back to the original question that you had <laughs> asked me, why I am in New York, See, this is why yeah. I don't do interviews. Yeah, no, but I love this. So why I go off are on too you? Many tangents. No, go ahead. So why? What? What brings you to New York? Hosting. Um, I've been on Cheddar, uh -huh. which is a lot of people automatically have the app um, on a lot of their streaming networks or cable or um, the app um, uh -huh. on their phone. But Cheddar News was essentially the, where the name came from was because they would report a lot of um, news about money. Right, uh, Cheddar. So um, they were known for their financial news, and but now they're doing a lot um, more different programming. Mm -hmm. So they want to do lifestyle, entertainment. And um, I came on to guest host for the week for a show called Trending, where we talk about all things that have been trending throughout the day, and then we basically catch you up on the stories. I love this. Mm -hmm. Now, fun. you have a lot of things coming up, so I want to go through it because I know your time is like super limited right now. Um, you have a movie coming out. Yes. Starring, it's you, Ashanti, Cedric the Entertainer. Who else is in this movie? Oh my gosh, it's such a talented It cast. is a talented yeah, yeah, we have, well, I don't want to give it away either because you'll see some surprise okay. um, guests, but Ashanti is, she's just one of the most likable. She's a fellow Libra. Yeah. Uh, she's <laughs> just, I mean, what a career, right? Yeah, definitely. She's beautiful inside, outside, and such a likable beautiful soul and spirit and I play her best friend in the film okay and it's a comedy it's a rom-com um Jonathan Bennett is in it a lot of people know him from Mean Girls mm -hmm. um Cassie Scarborough is in it oh I'm sorry um, no it's fine um she has done a lot in the Disney franchise so you guys might um, recognize her from that mm -hmm. but it's called the plus one and in the film Ashanti is getting married and I'm nice. her best friend. Yeah. And it's the plus one mm -hmm. isn't necessarily welcomed or invited per se. Okay. So things get a little rowdy and crazy. What is your character's name? Do, can we find that out or no? Um, no. Is that a, Okay. <laughs> I so, want you guys to watch. Okay. All right. Because I don't want you to think it's... I hope it comes across different than how my personality is. Okay. Do we know when the movie is coming out that i don't know either okay yeah okay. I, I don't i we just finished wrapping it up a couple months ago so i mean usually things kind of have a quick turnaround mm -hmm. I, I was told hopefully summer 
Okay. I think it would be a great, fun summer film, but I think it would also do very well for spring break. Okay. So I have no idea. Still warm season, so mm -hmm. okay. I'm digging that. So that's like rooftop movie theater vibes. Yeah. Love that. Um, I wanted to talk to you about representation okay. in Hollywood. Um, and the reason why is I do feel like representation, my understanding, and then you can share yours, but for me, representation is when, you know, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. And when I say us, I mean Latinas, right? Mm -hmm. Latinos, Latinas. Um, and I feel like there was a time where there wasn't enough representation. Now we have it. We see it with... Um, like a show, Orange is the New Black, mm -hmm. right? We see the representation there. We see Dasha Polanco, um, you know, and, and you know, you see Dominicans, Mexicans, and, it, you know, it's dope, right? Like, yeah. you just see the show, and you're like, yes. But then we play people in prison, prisoners. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, I don't want to say it's like a slap in the face. That's very strong, so I'm not going to say that. But it's, it's, it's almost, like, troubling to me. For me to see that type of representation. And I always wonder, like, why we don't play the doctors or the successful, you know, no, entrepreneurs. We always play a cop. Right. We do always, always play a Latina cop. Right. So I, I wanted to know, like, your take on that. On representation in Hollywood and the roles that we play. Yeah. It's a tricky one because, obviously, to your point, you want the roles, you want the representation, you want more Latino last names on the call sheet, right? right. Mm -hmm. And then you have films like In the Heights, where right. it, it's, it's, it's really hard because right. we want also the depiction of things to be very real that we can relate to. And right. it's like, I mean, In the Heights for me, I've never seen so many Dominican flags on the big screen. Right. So yeah. I loved that aspect mm -hmm. of it. Personally, I grew up in Jackson Heights, not in the Heights. Right. And um, mm -hmm. I know, I, I mean, one of my best friends is from the Heights. And a lot of people, they had very, very mixed reviews about in the Heights. And then a lot of people have the same feeling and sentiment that you have about Orange is the New Black. But it's just, a, it's, a, it's you're like stuck between a rock and a hard place because right. you want the representation and you want to see yourself, but then you also want to be seen and depicted accurately, but then there are some things that are accurate about Orange is the New Black. Right. And you know what? That actually sucks that the stereotypical statistics are the majority black and brown people behind bars, right? right, right. Um, so I don't know. this. I feel like with this topic, we can go on and on because you want that representation. You, you want to be able to... Listen, even on the other side of it, as an actor, you want to be able to audition and even have the opportunity for these roles. But then to your point, we, are, we aren't getting... I mean, I don't know if it, if it really has to do with instead of maybe focusing so much of being wanting to be in front of the camera, maybe we have to make more strides behind the camera to try to be in yes. the writer's room, mm -hmm. to try to be in the production offices, to try to be, uh, you know, the ones basically having control behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So then when we do get a chance to put something out there, we can create the roles that represent us as well. Right. And I was going to ask, do you feel any pressure, you know, with taking on roles where you're typecast? 
For sure, yeah, because yeah. you again, you want to. It's it's your passion, right? If right. you're if you're an actor, at some point you want any role right. because That's they're not yeah. they're far and few between. Mm-hmm. As especially for for your, um, I mean, and then there's all ranges, right? Because right. Latinos, and that's another thing about Latin America is just mm-hmm. we're so different. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Central American, when you talk about Caribbean, when you talk about, I mean, even in the United States, the Latinos here in New York, in the tri-state area, are very different than Latinos in South Florida, very different than Latinos in Texas, very right. different than Latinos in California. Absolutely. So, I mean, in California, everybody's like, oh, are you Brazilian? I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> here, they're like, she Dominican. Like, don't know yeah, out yeah. the gate because mm-hmm. out on the West Coast, there aren't a lot of Dominicans. There aren't uh, there aren't a lot of Latinos from the Caribbean. Mm. So it's so tough to make stories for us that can really blend all of us because we're all so different within the culture, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. But I will say steering away from the stereotypes would be nice to see. Yes. Because... Agreed. It's it's getting old at this point. Everyone, I think, is a lot more evolved. At the end of the day, even the most plain flyover state living people have at least been to Punta Cana yeah. for an all-inclusive. You know <laughs> yes, what I'm saying? Yes, so they're absolutely. aware that Dominican Republic exists. Yes. They're aware that Puerto Rico exists. They're aware. That, so I think now it's a matter of like now being able to explore the differences within the culture and the different regions and you know different backgrounds of Latinos. Yeah. I Would mean, you? now being in California, I, I I never even ate a pupusa before, or and I, yeah, I'm sure I went to school with um, people from El Salvador. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm on the West Coast, because that's the majority there, mm-hmm. I get to embrace and see what other Latinos, yeah, other cultures, and other like cultures what they have within. To offer. Yeah. yeah. Will we ever catch you like behind the scenes and maybe producing? I have no idea because right now, (laughs) because I've been so focused on my entrepreneurial journey. So, which by the way, (laughs) this right here, little baby one. This is the little baby one. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about it because the the full size. She healthy. She almost seventeen ounces, sixteen point nine ounces. This is dope. Yeah. So that's Republica Skin. It's a vegan, cruelty free, organic skincare line that I launched a year ago. Paying a bit of homage to Dominican Republic. So we say born in Dominican Republic, made in the USA with pride and passion. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, that's my baby. What inspired you to start this line? Which, by the way, I always felt like you've had like the glowy oh, skin. Like you have like the J-Lo glow. It comes very natural. Thank you. So that's why I'm like, this is very fitting for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it makes sense. That yeah. people feel like it makes mm-hmm. sense. Because it was um, basically... Growing up in New York and then flying to Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and seeing the difference in my skin when I'm in the Caribbean versus when I'm here. Mm-hmm. In the Caribbean, you're glowy, dewy, hydrated, yeah. all the things. Mm-hmm. In New York, because of the harsher climate, the majority of just the weather yeah. it has you dry, ashy, flaky. Yeah. So really I was does. trying to figure out how can I have Caribbean-looking, feeling skin all mm-hmm. year round but in the comfort of my own home mm-hmm. so i got to just doing a bunch of diy and then my friends they would you know 
touch my arm or something. Like, wow, your skin. I'm like, oh, yours doesn't feel like this. <laughs> so then I, you know, the wheels started to turn. And then by way of social media, I became a beauty influencer. Yes. I was just trying everything and putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting hired as a beauty influencer for big household name brands. Yes. So imagine the pressure of trying to do your own brand and already in an oversaturated market. So essentially, a long story short, the money that a lot of the money that I made in entertainment, I decided to invest in launching a skincare brand. I basically got to a fork in the road where I was like, okay, I can maybe go buy my dream house or my dream car. No, I'll start a skincare line because that makes the most sense. But then you show us the struggle. Oh, yeah. So entrepreneurship is yeah, no joke. Really I thought the entertainment business was tough. Listen, there's no, challenges no. in everything, but yeah. But, it but is I a love that journey. you. I love that you showed us that. I love that you went online and said, "Okay, these labels are not what I want." Oh yeah. <laughs> so talk about that because you order these labels. So you, you're thinking we're going to get these amazing labels. You're going to get it shipped home. You're going to start this whole shipping process, and then yeah. what happens? Well, when you're in consumer. Packaged good, which is what Republica is. It's a packaged good that I'm selling to consumers. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're selling mostly anything Mm -hmm. um, besides, I guess, you know, online, um, you know, intellectual property or something or apps or whatever, Mm -hmm. when you're actually selling something that's tangible, you basically have to deal with what's called minimums. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your minimum purchase for things because... No one's going to, you can't really go to a factory and say, oh, I just want 10 jars. No, no you can't. You, I mean, I guess you can, but those 10 jars are going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. The reason why you have to order minimums is because, so the minimum order is 10,000, right. 5,000, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. the boxes that you're referring to or the boxes, the shipping boxes yeah. that the product was getting shipped in and the minimums for that was 10,000. So I have to buy 10,000 boxes. Yeah. And I guess because I was working on Republica so much, like after a while, that's all you see, all you see. Yeah. Oh my Somewhere God. down the production line, uh-huh. the boxes were getting made. They get made. They get shipped. They are arriving. I go pick them up. Even just going to pick them up, the car breaks down. I have to go pick them up Dios every day. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. I that should have been a sign. You should have like... From that moment. I finally get the boxes. <laughs> uh-huh. I get one. They're in, loaded in my truck that I rented. Uh-huh. And I finally put one of the boxes on a doorstep and say, like, coming to your doorstep soon, all on Instagram. And my friend writes back and replies to my IG story. She's like, um, it's misspelled. I, I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> so now I have 10,000 boxes oh of the God. brand Miss. What was misspelled? They forgot the B in Republica. They put Republica. (laughs) I said, well, what is that? So now I have 10,000 corrugated recycled boxes because, you know, we're trying to be sustainable queens around here. (laughs) And... It's not it's not sustainable if I just go and throw out 10,000 boxes. Yeah. Do you know how many trees that is? Yeah, that was that's terrible. So I have to now get onto the entrepreneurial hat of this journey that I'm on and figure out a solution. So it's always solutions after Did you cry? Solution. I feel like I would have cried in that moment. Girl, are you kidding me? I would have I would have cried. I didn't know what to do. Mind you, I've already spent the money and the time and during because of the pandemic, everything to get made, delayed. I pushed back my launch date about five times. Oof. Because 
I was getting stuff from yeah. overseas. I ended up having to airlift um, instead of um, bringing it through through sea, uh-huh. land and sea, because it's the cheaper route. Right. All the but things it, that you learned throughout this process. Oh, so, so many things. Wow. I never, ever considered myself a perfectionist until I went on this journey. I never considered myself to be half the things that, um, you know, problem solving, all these things, which is great because when you are bootstrapping something and when it is, I mean, I fully finance my brand 100% Mm -hmm. out of my own pocket. And it's a big, big leap Mm -hmm. of faith that you have to take. Absolutely. But I think ownership is really important. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see more representation in that Mm -hmm. regard um, and supporting small growing businesses. So yeah, it's just, I mean, again, we can talk about this all day long well what would you say would be like the top three like best advice for someone who is starting their entrepreneurial journey well the first advice entrepreneurial journey yeah you you got it (laughs) i'm gonna say don't do it unless you love it that's right do not do it unless you absolutely love it you're passionate about it you know for a fact doesn't matter if I mean, listen, we're talking right here, and there's 10,000 other skincare brands that are launching as we speak. Yeah. I, I was very aware that I'm in an oversaturated market. Mm-hmm. What's going to make me different? Different. Why are people going to want to buy Republica Skin versus right. a household name that's been around, known, trusted, tried, all the things? For sure. Um, especially when you aren't, when you don't have distribution out the gate, when mm-hmm. you're DTC, direct-to-consumer mm-hmm. online. So I would say make sure you're absolutely passionate about it. It's not going to waver. You're not going to wake up one day and just be like, nah, I, I, because it's expensive. It's time consuming. Very. And it is a lot of emotions. So especially part. when you're I not just slapping your name on something. Yes. The, yes. the R&D, the research and development <laughs> yes. that I did to custom formula for that custom formula took a lot of money, a mm-hmm. lot of time. It took me almost three years to launch this. Right. So... That, I think, is above anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say try and learn as much aspect of your business as possible. I agree. I do believe that time is money. So if mm-hmm. there's just something, like, I am not very good with administration stuff. Mm-hmm. So recognizing when you need a team, recognizing mm-hmm. that a team is important and you cannot do it all yourself. Never. Never. But how do you build a team? Like, how do you... So one thing that I really love about being an entrepreneur and on this journey is that once you start meeting other people that are brand owners and entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. they want to just give you a plethora of information. It's kind of like you're paying it forward Mm -hmm. because... The minute you meet somebody else that you're like, oh, this is my brand. Oh, you have a brand. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just you you guys yeah. have an automatic connection mm-hmm. because you know it's not the easiest path mm-hmm. to get something out mm-hmm. and to sell people anything. Mm-hmm. To sell people anything is hard. Yes. Unless you're a Kardashian, I guess. Right. Well, but which is why you have to love it. Absolutely. Which is why you have to love because it. you have to speak about, I mean, listen, this is something that I use. Every day. Right. I, I said, there's no way I'm going to put my name and likeness and money behind something that I don't love. Right, right. If you don't love it, I would say rethink it. Right. And would you ever sell it? Sell the company? Yeah. Absolutely. I, even though it's yeah. my baby, I want that baby to grow. <laughs> I want it to walk. I want it to flourish. <laughs> yes, that is the goal. I would yeah. love to flip Republica into a... Multi. I mean, I would love to still have creative control or at least right. creative input, 
But absolutely, the goal is to scale this thing. Like right yeah. now, I am looking actively for <laughs> yeah. capital. I do yeah. not want to continue to self-fund and bootstrap. I would love to be able to um, raise some capital to just really take it to the next level. I've mm -hmm. been a, I've been in business, thank God, gracias a Dios, mm -hmm. for a year now, mm -hmm. and I consider that year. Um, trial, error, feedback. I just wanted to put it out there. And I wanted it to grow organically. Right. I wanted people to this day to still discover the brand. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't spend money in marketing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it has been just word of mouth or by way of social media. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's invaluable. You can't pay for Very that true. when people are raving about something mm -hmm. that you've worked so hard to put out there. What are some of the plans now? Are you going to expand the line? For sure. Okay. And the, oh, the third thing is, yeah, yeah. Um, you see how we just go from like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, go ahead. Do not be thing. afraid of feedback. And um, yeah, just. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, the really what I wanted to say, and my mind kind of went somewhere mm -hmm. else, was just launch. You're going to think it's never going to be right. It's not going to be perfect. You will never do it if mm -hmm. you just don't just go ahead and get it to as best of a place as possible. Mm -hmm. There's still things that I, I'm sure I would have loved to tweak, things that I find out along the way. I'm selling you a 16.9 ounce jar because I wanted my I wanted my people Whoever follow me, I wanted. I'm that girl that loves beauty products. And right. growing up, I I know what that's like to have to save up to get something that feels luxurious. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna give them more bang for their buck. Not knowing again on the entrepreneurial journey that mm -hmm. to ship almost 17 ounces is expensive. So when people go on my website and they're like, sis, $10 for shipping, like, mm, that's the make it or break it on the checking out of the cart. <laughs> but I say, yeah. I guarantee you will not find another sugar body polish that's organic, vegan, cruelty-free on the market. Ooh, talk about it, amount. <laughs> And for the price point. Yes. You can go anywhere and you will not find it for the quality ingredients yeah. that Republica has in the sugar body polish. But yes, I already have the next two products. Yeah. Good to go. The um, That's a sample size, but I'm mm -hmm. going to have the travel size mm -hmm. hopefully very, very soon by the time this airs so people can get their holiday Amazing. travel on. But Yeah, no, this is a great holiday gift. Like, this is I like something so. that I suffer from psoriasis. So oh, if someone is, gave yeah. me this, I would be like, thank you It's very really much. great. Yeah, especially like you said with New York weather, you know, this oh, does... Yeah damage to my skin so this i know it works because i've actually tried it before <laughs> um but i am excited to see what you're gonna launch next um so now we have republica the movie what else um plus one is coming out what else do you have coming up i definitely want to get back to my youtube channel it's, it's me, me julie <laughs> yes Yeah. I love that, and I love seeing, like, you, your aunt cooking. Like, I love oh all of gosh. that. Yeah, I love my aunt's cooking. Um, yeah. Well, I think this already be out, but I'm going to go guest host on Dish Nation. Ooh. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I've been balancing the entertainment stuff with the entrepreneurial stuff. I want to be able to, to now start speaking more about the journey because I feel more comfortable now mm -hmm. that I've been in it for, I mean, on out there to sell and in retail for a little over a year mm -hmm. um but behind the scenes of it all to launch was a journey that i think if anyone's feeling discouraged you know going on these panels and um 
things like We All Grow Latina, Create and Cultivate. And you work with Anna Flores? Or you yes. Anna Flores. So I actually went to school with the co-CEO, with that. Vanessa Santos. Mm-hmm. And we are friends, kind of like us, where we pick up where we left off whenever mm-hmm. we see each other. So um, it's been really, it's, I, I like those platforms and those kind of forums where you can spread knowledge. Um, so it's, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, really what I'm excited about, the next two products yes. that are going to be launching at the same time. All right, Julie, I know you have to get out of here, but before you get Catching out of here. Flight. <laughs> I know. Before you get out of here, we are going to do some quick questions okay. with you. All right. Uh, tell me you're Latina without telling me you're a Latina. When you can't express yourself without using your hands. So true. Why do we do this? I don't know, girl. <laughs> It's just part of who it's, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Do they yeah. ever tell you in hosting gigs, like, stop using oh, your hands? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to yeah. put my hands in the back of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what was the last movie that made you cry with laughter? Oh, with laughter? Mm-hmm. Dang, that's a really good question. I don't think I've seen... Come on, there has to oh, be. Oh, really? Okay, I, this wasn't a movie, but mm-hmm. it had me cracking up because it's with two actors mm-hmm. that are in funny movies. Did you see when Kevin Hart and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh-huh. were playing the tortilla slapping? Can't oh. say that I have. Okay. <laughs> and now uh, I need to watch it. Hilarious. Is it? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to watch that. First of all, the height difference alone yeah. is hysterical. Yeah. And they are <laughs> slapping each other with tortillas. <laughs> and it ends up being more Kevin Hart doing the slapping. It is is so funny. Okay, I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, what are three staple recipes that every Latina should have in their kitchen or should know how to make? I definitely would say rice. Absolutely. Whether it's white rice, arroz de guandule, mm-hmm. some kind of rice. Yeah. I mean, tell me you're Latina without ta- rice. Arroz. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Beans to go with the rice. Arroz con habichuela. Mm-hmm. Yep. And some kind of protein, I would say. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why my mind automatically said mango. Oh, I love mango. Like, I automatically said. If, if like that you was, should know how to make If I ever had to pick a last meal in life, it would be oh Dominican God. breakfast. It yes. would definitely be mango. Yes. Yeah. Anyone who knows me, follows me, they know that that is just the way to my heart. Yes. Thank you so much, Julie, for coming on. Oh, thank you. Is there any last things that you want to say to your fans? Because you have fans, girl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you have Y'all fans. Y'all still here? <laughs> is this thing they- still on? <laughs> no. Uh, well, thank you always for the support. Thank you for creating outlets like this and, um, you know, inviting me to just share a little bit of the things I've collected along the way. And, you know, you're constantly working on your toolkit. So mm. it's nice to collect the gems as much as possible. And when you do, sharing them and... Yeah, this was actually a lot of fun. So I hope that you guys continue to follow me. You can check out my socials, YouTube, and, of course, republicaskin.com. And, yeah. Thank you. All right, now I got to get her out of here because if you miss your flight, I know I'm going to get a call. I'm coming back to do some more, which is not a bad thing. (laughs) Thank you, Julie. No problem. Thank you. (laughs) 